0: welcome to the book corner in this podcast we'll be looking at everything about reading and literature exploring loads of different authors genres cultures and possibly even languages hi everyone and welcome back to a brand new episode off the book corner we hope you've had a fantastic week and have a lovely relaxing weekend this weekend and it's almost easter which is great because we get a holiday um now a little bit of news our lovely dear co-host mel has due to personal issues not been able to attend this episode and unfortunately will not be recording with us this episode so you're going to be hearing my voice this whole episode, um, unfortunately. But hopefully I don't um, drone on too much. But yeah, anyway. Um, just a little thing. Uh, you're going to be hearing me for this episode. I think it's the penultimate one as well. well. What a rubbish one to miss. But um, yeah, you've got me. And hopefully she'll be back for our finale episode. Which will be next episode coming up Wednesday of Dings. So last episode... The Golden family, so Sandra, Sam and Connor, went to the neurologist. So the neurologist is Dr. Hallerock, and he is basically specially trained in diagnosing people with epilepsy, looking at epilepsy. Basically, neurologists are specially trained doctors for the brain. And obviously epilepsy is something that occur- <clears throat> sorry occurs in the brain. So... Yeah, they went and Dr. O'Rourke was brilliant. They really liked him and he did solve their problem. He solved the mystery of what was going on with Connor. But he did confirm that Connor had epilepsy and that was Sandra's worst worry. And she feels like her whole world has now come crashing down. So we're now going to look at life um, or just basically what's happened after finding out he's got epilepsy the family's reaction and just sort of what goes on so we're reading from page 209 chapter 26 to just before um chapter 28 which is page 237 so let's get straight into it so we get straight into chapter 26 and they so the golden family have gone to have connor's mri and an mri is basically an x-ray of the brain it lasts about half an hour i had two mris in my um history of being diagnosed with epilepsy and they basically just take x-rays of every little part like every single part of your brain um and yeah connor has gone in for his mri his li- his lithe four foot frame was draped in an oversized adult patient gown that floated around his ankles it's kind of describing him as sort of ghost-like and because or sort of not real because it's almost as if she's seeing him as a different person now that he does have epilepsy and it's confirmed like this is him um yeah I guess it's just it's just seeing him as someone different and sort sort of ghostly and haunting I guess and I guess I think The hospital gown sort of metaphorical for this is who he is. He is like a hospital patient. He has this condition through Sandra's eyes. Yeah. Um, Yeah, then he looks at a brain. And basically, they're trying to calm him and prepare him for the MRI. Because he's a bit scared. Because he he thinks there might be needles. And there are sometimes needles. But, yeah. Um, And then when the doctor returned, I saw him focus on Connor's underpants um we exchanged glances and grins about the tan and olive camouflage motif oh yeah i think he has to strip to his underpants um connor had begged for them because they were military like his dad i bought him a dozen i thought that was quite sweet you can see connor admires his dad so much he's wearing like the khaki military pants um which i thought really sweet um yeah and then oh then he does some tests he evaluates connor's oh wait, i don't think he's at his mri's yeah i don't think no, he's, not, he's, not, he's eh, not at his MRI. Um, he's doing some tests. Sorry about that. Um, and uh, so he starts doing some tests, and Dr. O'Rourke asks him to walk uh, on his tiptoes, on his heels um, to do some movement tests. And I had to do the, I, have to do every, I have to do these tests. I think every time I go for a checkup and I go every six months, I think my next one's next month um and yeah it's basically just testing just testing i guess to see if your reflexes are normal if you're if everything's working normally yeah uh, like the basic things working normally um and then uh oh yeah the doctor rocked back onto his heels as he leaned forward and elevated the toes of his shiny black shoes to take a few awkward steps once again the boy mimicked him i covered my mouth with both hands to conceal the smirk at their awkward postures i thought that was quite funny um that the mum you know even though it's not the best uh thing they don't really want to be there um she's trying to make something good out of it just, just just having a laugh i guess just just quite nice um and then he says this is easy dr o'rourke which is good i think reading that as a reader it gives us um a sort of relief you know that he's finding these easy and it's going okay um and just everything's working quite norm normally i guess just yeah and even though we know he has epilepsy um that we we know we know it's all all alright. yeah um and then, then he picked up a thin cloth measuring tape and wrapped it around Connor's head. Your head circumference is 53 centimetres, normal head size. Um, I like how Dr. Rout pauses after, like, if he ever makes a sort of comment about Connor and then he goes, that's normal. It just sort of leaves us on like a cliffhanger as a reader. Um, well, that's good. I felt my heart thump. And then just as suddenly a sharp gloom settled over me. I'd become so distracted by their interactions that for a precious few moments, I'd actually forgotten why we were here. And I think that's sort of relating back to her laughing that she was uh, doing, uh, you know, when they were doing the awkward postures. You know, um, sort of forgetting about everything and just having a bit of a laugh at, you know, it, making a good thing out of a bad situation. And then classic Sandra and her anxiety, she flicks back into reality and remembers why they're here doing these tests and standing in awkward postures um and then oh he talks about uh a pediatric sized blood pressure cuff so this is when he's taking his blood pressure you know they do the pumpy thingy um on the arm and he goes no that's that gets too tight this is a very important part of the evaluation connor it's a small cuff made for children i don't think i'll have to make it too tight and the pressure will only last for a few seconds i promise let the doctor do it connor sam commanded Connor cast a sober glance at his father and slowly extended his arm and we know that Sam loses his um, temper and gets quite angry quite easily and at Connor as well because of his epilepsy and not really knowing what's going on so it's just like okay if my father's saying yes and he's saying it in this voice I have to do it slight fear I think I get from that line which, which is quite sad to be honest um because he's his dad and he's just come home and to be feared by your dad is or to be fear fearful of your dad it's just a bit sad um the examination was turning out to be quite a performance uh, i think just sort of enjoying watching her son or not enjoying but i guess just enjoying having a few moments of laughter and happiness and sort of mucking around and <laughs> kind of look at you um after you know so long um And then he does some smelling tests. Um, Oh, and I I like this because he says, the neural just turned around and held the vial under my nose. I sniffed. It smells like something, uh, it's some spice. No, cloves. It's cloves. And that's what Sandra says. And Connor thinks it tastes like chewing gum. And then Sam says, yeah, it smells good. You're right, son. It did smell like chewing gum. That line's really, I don't know, catchy from Sam because he's saying, you're right, son, well done. And this is I, it's just a nice line from Sam because Sam's quite um, well, he's Sam, isn't he? He, he, he deals with his um, anger and it, it's just nice to have that that, you know, just dad being proud of him and being happy. Like, yes, you're right, son. Just 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 nice, I guess. Um, I sat back and shook my head. My mind churned with his explanation and trying to visualize what he was talking about so he's basically talking about the function that Dr O'Rourke has just talked about, how his functions are all working normally, and just what would happen if they hadn't gone right, Um, I'd never seen a neurologist at work, and I was so proud of Connor's mature cooperation, it's just seeing her boy grow up, Connor's really grown, I mean we, we hear he's grown over a year, but from the beginning of the book to almost the end of the book where we are now, he's really grown as a person, and this epilepsy this is I think what epilepsy does to most people it really breaks them down but then builds them up stronger and better taller more grown up makes you more mature um that yeah I think that's what she's sort of getting from it um and then I underlined I thought that Dr O'Rourke had evolved from being just a medical specialist to now being a powerful member of our family we were literally in his hands so she really trusts Dr O'Rourke she's I mean she has to she's putting all of this stuff that's going on with her son and she's trusting him to basically diagnose him and help him and how she says he's a powerful member of the family. Not just a member of the family, but a powerful member. She really does trust him. I guess with Doctor O'Choi it was a bit oh this guy's having his lunch at midnight. But Doctor O'Rourke, he she really trusts him and she really um I guess just just will is is can allow him and is allowing him to do what he needs to do with her son to solve this. Yeah. Um and then she does another smirk when they do another test, which I thought was quite funny. Um, oh yeah, and then he does the get. Well, he gets like the little hammer thingy, and he taps the tendons on Connor's elbows, wrists, knees, and ankles. Um, and that reflex trick never ceases to amaze me. We had done that to each other as kids. Um, it's that thing where it makes your funny bone go weird. Um, I thought it was quite f- um, funny because it tests your reflexes and makes sure you have good reflexes. just thought it was quite funny and it just reminds me of when I have those, tes- those tests and um, yeah, just a little memory. Um, good. Now shut your eyes and keep them closed tight. I want you to tell me which way your finger moves. Keep your eyes closed. Are you ready? Connor nodded and squeezed his eyes closed again. He looked so cute. He was trying so hard. So it's like he's grown up but he's also this little boy and she he's her son and he's just hes just a little adorable little son, you know? And she's watching him go through these tests and I guess she's just trying, yeah, just making a good thing out of a bad situation. Um, and then he says, he'll be okay here. We'll be right across the hall, Connor. So Connor is asked to go out because he's going to have a, Dr. Rourke's going to have a chat with Sandra and Sam. I'll come to you in a few minutes. Remember, we are a team now. You and me and your parents, I think Dr O'Rourke really wants to get the message across across that they are a team, and they're going to work together through this to get this done and to get this to get this solved really, yeah, um and then Connor looked at me, I stared down at his plaintive face, he said, "Okay, Dr O'Rourke, yeah, I'm on your team, but hurry, you can tell Connor really doesn't like being left alone because." He wants the safety of his parents or just people around him because he doesn't know whether when he's going to have a seizure, what's going to happen. And he, he doesn't want to be alone because he won't know what to do. He's eight years old. So I think the security of having his parents there is really key to him. And he just doesn't want to be left alone. And that leads us on to chapter 27. So we get straight into chapter 27 and she hesitates because she doesn't want to let her boy go because... I think she, like Connor, doesn't know what's going to happen. She doesn't like letting him out of her sight. Like, it was another example of school. And although it's only out the door, she, she just, yeah. Um, she doesn't want to let him go. And that brief diverting and even comical relief while I watched my son interact with the neurologist. But now Connor has epilepsy. She still can't accept that he has epilepsy. Well, or she can accept it. She's accepting it more. But it's just like... This is our life now. This is this 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 is life. Epilepsy and Connor, um, and then he talks about um, the exam and um, the internet. And Sandra did a lot of research on the internet, and she was hopeful that the internet would be truthful and basically give her the answers. And she, she just trusted the internet, which you should never do, in my opinion. Um, and a miasma of fear and disappointment settled over me everything on the internet that she read that things get better and that it's it's just a seizure kids have seizures Dr O'Rourke has now um, taken that away and she's disappointed because she hoped that Dr O'Rourke would say what the internet says because obviously the internet is right um, I was worried for him for us I think She is overreacting slightly, but then at the same time, she's never experienced epilepsy before. So I give credit to her. But honestly, it won't be as bad as she thinks. If he's on medication and if he does the things that the doctor says and takes the doctor's advice, he will be fine. And then she says again, there's no question Connor has epilepsy. It's it's just epilepsy. Connor has epilepsy. That's just what is on her mind, you know. She can't get it off her mind. Um, And then one percent of the population in the usa has epilepsy apparently and this was 2007-6 so it's probably gone up is my guess um but yeah i just thought that was quite interesting and that's what dr rourke says he's trying to convince the parents that connor is not a freak and lots of people do have epilepsy which they do like i'm sure if you met me you would never suspect that i have epilepsy just from looking at me um maybe back in 2016 when i was at my worst you might but um yeah, no. I mean, people are very surprised when they find out. And they're like, why didn't you have seizures? What about all the flashing lights? And I'm just like, there's different types of epilepsy, guys. It's not just flashing lights. Um, and, uh, oh, and then they talk about the MRI, um, which I thought was at the beginning of this episode. But I was wrong. And I'm pretty sure that's the uh, end of the episode or near the end of the episode. <laughs> and... Now he needs a second scan and more radiation. The <laughs> more she's worried about radiation. I mean, yeah, radiation is a bad thing, but like two MRI scans aren't gonna like affect him that much love. Um, and then he says, the more you understand Connor's condition, the more comfortable and the more confident you will feel about helping him deal with it. And this is so true. You really need to know what who the person is and what's going on and if you do then that's the best thing you can do for them and to to help them guide them through what's going on it, it's just it's so true this line i really love that line i think i'm going to use it in the instagram post it's just such a good line um and then i think she said a fountain pen i hadn't seen one of those in years which is just classic sandra golf topic and think about the past is she's always referring to uni um she thought that was quite funny um And then they talk about the MRI. And he says, if the MRI is normal, I don't think we'll ever know why Connor has epilepsy. And it's weird because you can never really tell a person has epilepsy with evidence apart from their seizures. Um, And it's it's really weird, epilepsy. It's a weird condition. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then Sam asks, so what do we do now? His voice sounded weak, pathetic. Um you can sam really doesn't want to be part of this and doesn't want to go through this and he just wanted to come home and have a lovely rest of his life away from war and not having to deal with his son's epilepsy um and then she trusts him with he must have diagnosed epilepsy and changed lives hundreds of times so she's just trying to trust him whilst battling her demons letting the trust take over the demons um it cannot be easy to diagnose epilepsy in a in a child and it, probably isn't um you can't cure epilepsy this is really key you cannot cure epilepsy you can outgrow it though I mean you can go on medication which can control it but without medication you can only outgrow it which is what I have done I've outgrown it um I've I'm off medication and I'm fine I get migraines and I'm on medication for that but yeah um you do outgrow it. you sometimes it stays with you forever sometimes it stays with you for quite a while and goes but yeah, um, and she just is quite surprised by that, because she thinks this is the end, but actually it's not, there is a way out of it, Sandra, um, there is a way, and and then he's out. but how do we know if he has another seizure, isn't there any way we can tell, Sam demands his, his eyes hard with fear and disappointment, um, just classic Sam in my opinion, angry again, um, that sharp edge, there it was again, he had been so mercurial ever since he came home from Iraq, basically what I just said um and his she he says that his teacher should have noticed him having his focal seizures um and then he's like yes they did i know that they did they saw them but nobody recognized nobody knew what was happening she's like this is my child you should be taking care of him why but you should recognize it this is your job um that's it isn't it that's why connor's not doing well at school and they wanted to move him back a grade you only just realise this. Or you just... I, I don't know. She might have only just realised it, which is a bit stupid. Or she may just be, like, pointing it out because she's having a bit of a brain fart or something. Um, <laughs> that's even a thing. Um, but, yeah. It's pretty obvious. Epilepsy is the reason why he's failing at school. Considering he has a really high IQ and all of his normal tests are normal. Like, right? you know, test, tests. Um, when one occurs, his mind stops. Everything stops for him. He becomes confused he blanks out and becomes anywhere unaware of his surroundings he gets the rubber smell and then which is a olfactory hallucination and it's a classic symptom so he's basically explaining the seizure he gets a rubber smell and he basically loses all sense of where he is for i think a few minutes um like just just can't see or hear anything like it's still there but like isn't really a, and then suddenly comes back and that's what his seizures are those are what focal seizures are and then he, she talks about when Michael came over and they were playing video games and he was chewing something, you know. That was one of his seizures. He was having a seizure whilst he was playing video games. Um, and the doctor confirms that, yes, he did have a seizure that day. Um, I felt like now I was on Dr. O'Rourke's team. It was Sam angry and disappointed who had to be con- con- conciliated. So it's do- it's do- she says it's Dr. O'Rourke, her and Connor versus Sam. It's like, Sam, you've got to be on board with this. It's three against one. Like, come on. I mean, you have to accept it now. Your son has epilepsy. This is your son. You're his dad. You're meant to help him. Not go, oh, there's no way out of it. Tell me. <laughs> um, and he says, you're not the first family. And he, they're not. There's many families out there who are having the same, basically, story as the Gordon family. Um... I'm going to be truthful and hopefully not too blunt, but these are things that you need to know. You may have noticed special warning messages on the cases of video games, such as flashing lights. Um, and I thought that was quite funny because... Well, not funny, but just... I guess Dr. Rock's been down to earth and he's he wants them to know what to do, what... Do you know, what what to keep Connor under control and to stop them worrying. He needs he's getting the message across, they're a team. You know, this is a sort of team moment. This is a training moment in a team. Um and then she thinks about the yellow stained underwear and wet pants, because obviously uh he pees a lot when he ha- he pees when he has seizures. Um it's a natural thing when he has the seizure. Um Yeah. And oh and then he was really embarrassed and didn't want to come out of his room once, I don't know if you remember in the book, Um, and she goes, he had a ding while he was alone in his room, oh god, Connor, I am so sorry, and she's just being, she thinks she's such a bad mother, but she's not, she's doing the best for her child, she checked on him, she, it's not her fault that he was alone, like, she's not going to know when he's going to have a seizure because it's not that noticeable. He just, I mean, he pauses, but like she's not going to hear noises or anything or or anything. I guess it's just him being alone and not having anyone and being so scared. It's that thought, putting her in his shoes, just that thought. Um, You certainly are doing your research. She really is. I think she's doing too much research, in my opinion. Um, And then it goes on to say, oh, he talks about, People having seizures in the showers and or baths and drowning which really hit me I've generally never heard of this before I know you have to supervise people when they're swimming or in a bath or shower and I know they they can have seizures but I never knew they could drown like and he knows at least five people who have drowned only two inches of water because not having anyone there when they had a seizure and it really hit me this like I genuinely never knew about this. I know a lot about epilepsy. Um it's really hit me that people can actually drown from having seizures. Um my God doctor that's what she says. Tears rolled from my eyes as I pictured what the neurologist was telling us. And she's she's probably picturing Connor ha happening to a corner. And she's like oh, I need to protect my Connor. I need he's my boy. It's my job to be his mother and protect him. Um and then he says, You can just do about anything that he wants um perhaps people will one day include Connor golden on that list of notable personages because he named alexander the great julius caesar the russian author doishevsky Do- deutsche Deutsch- they all have epilepsy i didn't know that <laughs> julius caesar you know one of the most alexander the great they're all super historic they had epilepsy he's saying Connor's normal he just has this small thing in his brain that doesn't really want to work properly or work the right way but apart from that, he's fine. He can do whatever he wants. And it's true. They can do pretty much whatever they want. If, you know, they do everything correctly and work as a team and get everything under control. Um, there's another Sam line. Don't need to read it out. It's just Sam being Sam again. What's the right medication? Um, yeah. And, it's, and then there. Oh, then he talks about side effects of the medication. And I, I think Sandra's going... Side effects. I thought we had a medication that would work on Connor and everything would be fine. And now you're telling me there's side effects. She's like, I thought we'd answered the problems and now there's side effects. I mean, that pretty much says it all. Um, and then he talks about the side effects. Which I won't walk out. Uh, walk out. Talk about. <laughs> I don't know why I said walk out. Um, I'm getting tired. Um, yeah. And then brain surgery they he talks about brain surgery but that's not gonna happen to connor it's only like serious if um he basically says they can remove some stuff from the brain surgery but um in brain surgery but they don't need to and she's like brain surgery my connor needs brain surgery he doesn't he doesn't stop worrying he, you're overthinking everything and then she said it started to sink in for me epilepsy could be survived and it can it, it can be survived. It, it's not the end of the world. Um, and then sleep is another way when the brain's defences against seizures are somewhat lowered. I had my seizures every night. And I'd wake up feeling really, really horrible. I was going to use another word, but I won't. Um, but I wake up feeling really horrible. And this is exactly as me. Um, I had my seizures at night. Um, yeah, just a little link to me. Um, a sleep deprived, e.g., a sleep deprived, e.g., that's exactly what I did as well. I did a sleep deprived, e.g., it's literally me. This story is literally me, although slightly, uh, slightly more dramatic because it's a novel, obviously, and novels have to be dramatic. But this story is literally me. And then he says, "I'm afraid a grandma seizure can certainly happen again, and a grandma seizure is an epileptic convulsion." You know where he, where right at the beginning of the book, where he got rushed to Dr. Choi's hospital. Um... And I guess it's it can happen again, but if they do everything right, again, if they do everything right, if he's under control, everything will be fine. And anyone can live through seizures, doctor, but to go through that again, it, you know, it's hard to imagine how anyone can live through those seizures, doctor, to go through that again. And it is really horrible seizures. And I remember just looking and thinking, you've never done this, why me, why me? And it is really horrible, not just the seizures, but not knowing when you're going to have a seizure and... Just, just anxiety. Lots of anxiety. Uh, I can't just watch him being tortured. That's that's a really great description of seizures and, oh, as I guess, the person watching them. My husband was crying. It's quite like Sam's crying. The big heart man. He's crying. He really does care about his son. Um, do the best that you can to educate them. Educate people that will be taking care of Connor and then he explains what what to do in a convulsion just leave them on the floor and let the convulsion run its course which is a, yeah you basically have to lay them down and just wait until it's it's finished and then got lots of sugar and water and yeah just get basically get sugar and water back inside them to get their energy back um and he says he likes Connor's term, dings. I love dings. Such a great word. Like, dings. It's like dings, you know? Those dings. Um, if that's what he wants to call them. I'm okay with that. It also might make Connor feel a bit more comfortable when talking about epilepsy. These dings, not seizures. or oh, seizures gets him worried. But dings. Dings is a word that's his and what his seizures are to him. Dings. Um, and then he asks, if you can ever get married and have children, will he be like normal people? Yes, He will be normal, Sandra. He can get married. Don't worry. Um, Look, hopefully today was the Golden family's worst day. Connor should be a normal eight-year-old. Oh, (laughs) eight-and-a-half-year-old. His future isn't as bleak as you imagine. And it's not. He's literally explained in a nutshell that Connor, he's going to have epilepsy and things are going to happen. But his future is bright. He's going to live pretty much a normal life. Um, just with that one small thing I know some adults that have epilepsy and one of them is a consul general in Rio which is a very senior position and um, I mean yeah look at them they're they're really high up they've got a great job and a lovely house as well Um, oh and then it finishes uh, an additional 8 to 10% of the population, otherwise normal people, <clears throat> as far as we can determine, will experience a single seizure during their lifetimes and never had another. In fact, that one seizure usually occurs, and the office door clicked open. And that is the end of today's episode. So, thank you so much for listening to our wonderful episode. We hope you enjoyed it. And next episode is the finale. Woo Finale of Dings. I can't believe it's the end of March, and we're, we've also got through two books already. That's just that's just crazy. Um, yeah, and we will be including a overall review, each a uh, quiz, and also a oh, oh announcement of April's book. Of course, obviously. Um, Yeah, that will all be in our next episode. And we'll also be finishing the book, obviously. And just seeing what happens. I really hope there's a sequel to things. There probably isn't. But it's really, really good. Like, I want to see what happens in Connor's life. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Uh, To get all the latest updates, our Instagram is at thebook.corner underscore. Which is linked in the description of the episode. There's also contact thebookcorner7 at gmail.com for email or our contact phone number also linked in the description there's also a link to the epilepsy cast podcast which is a podcast um basically interviewing people with epilepsy and their experiences and getting a further understanding on epilepsy and there's also a link to epilepsy action who are the uk's leading epilepsy charity um to find a bit more about epilepsy if you prefer the listening or the reading, yeah, you got both. And Epilepsy Cast is actually Epilepsy Action's official podcast. So it's basically the same thing, just one's listening and one's reading. Thank you so much. And we will see you on Wednesday at 4pm for episode 8, our finale of Dings. Goodbye. Goodbye.